But how cool would it be? I was thinking, I was talking to my dad on the phone about it. I was like, how cool would it be if the Diamondbacks won the World Series? And then, like, I'm like, they have to do the trophy presentation in the pool. They have to. Oh, yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah. Yeah. No, there is no, there's no other option. You have to go up to the pool, sit in there. I want to see, like, goggles on, everything in the pool, like celebration yep. in the pool. Yep. That's, that would be amazing. Welcome to another episode of The Rotation with Mike and John. I'm Jonathan Sawyer with me and my brother, or my brother, <laughs> Mike DeSanto. Mike, right. Mike, it's playoff baseball, and it's yes. been exciting as hell. There's been a lot of changes going on in the playoffs where we're like, God damn, what the hell happened? Two teams we're going to talk about today that we didn't expect to talk about today. How have you been liking the playoff format? How have you been liking playoffs uh, baseball so far? Well, so like I've said on the rotation, I believe it was last week or the week before, I like the way the MLB does their playoff format. I like the three for the wild card, five for the mm-hmm. DS, and now seven, and then it'll be seven for the World Series. Right. Uh, I've been enjoying it. It's been some really exciting baseball, and mm-hmm. despite the fact that we saw some some series sweeps, right, which, you know, for good baseball, you wouldn't think a series sweep would be good, but the games themselves were good, even though we had, you know, the same winner. The games were still competitive. We saw a lot of great offense, good pitching, some surprises, which I'm always in favor of, especially when the Yankees aren't in the playoffs, which seems to be a common theme now. Uh, I'm always in favor of some surprises, some surprise guys, some guys you don't expect to step up. And I've been really enjoying the play. How about yourself? Yeah, man, I've I've been really enjoying it. I mean, I love playoff baseball. Um, I think ultimately they're not, they're still not doing a good job in promoting and it's what's tough is they're being overshadowed by NFL and college football. But I also think they're they're doing the wild card and the DS so a uh, disservice. Like they were having games at 3 p.m. And we talked about this over and over again. They're still having these fucking games at like 3 p.m. And it's like, dude, like, come on. Like, why? Why? Why are you doing this? Especially on like a Tuesday. Spread yeah. these out a little bit. Give the chance for watch people to go to the games. And I know a lot of people are like in true cities. They're not going to go to game. They go to games. They call off work. But that's not true, though. Like a lot of the times you're not getting the real fans there, right? You're getting people who can't like the average show who can't take off work every time there's a wild card game or whatnot. And I just don't like that factor of it all. It's been exciting. And, I, you know, I've been watching every pretty much every game. And especially last night's game when Texas mm-hmm. took um, Houston, you know, which was beautiful for me yeah, and for, for us. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. oh, fuck Houston. The only team <laughs> – it's the only team I don't I, want to make it. I put a, I put out a tweet to someone. They were like, Altuve missed second. And I was like, his buzzer didn't go off to touch <laughs> I didn't see that one, but that's golden. I love that. <laughs> must have not have told him to touch second. Yeah, exactly. Touch second. Oh shit! <laughs> um, but let's just jump right into it. We had a yeah. uh, we had the Houston and Minnesota, Baltimore and Texas, L.A. and Arizona, and Atlanta and Philly. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not so surprised by one series, but I'm surprised by the Diamondbacks. Yeah, 3-0 sweep. Where the fuck did Mookie Betts go? Let me. Let, I'm gonna pull up this series, but uh, you go with your point. But I'm gonna pull up his stats here for a second. 
I where did Boogie Betts go? Where did the pitching go? Where did the whole lineup go? What happened? Like, what happened? And also, one thing when I was kind of doing research before this about like the Dodgers and what they were doing, uh-huh. why is this a common thing? Why is it that yeah. besides 2020, which we all know was mm-hmm. you know special very special circumstances when it came to all sports, let alone the baseball season and kind of where that all fell. Mm-hmm. Other than 2020, why is it that the Dodgers are a phenomenal regular season team and then lay eggs in the playoffs at some point? Yeah, they've made it to the Bro, CS. It's terrible. It's What's terrible. happening? On Bro. paper, they should be consistently the best team in the major leagues. Mookie Betts got on base once in that entire series. You can't. You can't by a walk, a walk. You can't have that happen. Zero hits. They had one home run in the entire series. They they had one guy, Will Smith, their catcher, who you, normally is a really good hitter, but right. not shouldn't be the top hitter. Had right. five hits. That's it. That's the top of the guy. I guess that's positive for Will Smith, but I mean, yeah, but Freddie Freeman. I mean, he batted three fifty, but he was. I don't understand. No, he he batted. Uh, I'm sorry, looking at the wrong one. He batted 100. A guy that batted 350 or more in the regular season it went went ghost, and it's like, where the hell did all this firepower go? And I shout out to Arizona because they were just yeah, I mean, moving right around. I was like, God damn, hats off to you, Arizona. Like, I mean, I was excited. They jumped in the pool after in center field. I was like, yeah, this is nice. That's why they got the pool. <laughs> Yeah, this is a team that some had finishing last in the West. I mean, no, Finish- we did. We yeah, did in the beginning of the season. We yeah, it was between them and Colorado. First. No, we not said at all. we we said they're going to have a top pick, and I was just like, damn, like, yeah. I, like I mean, the rest of the series kind of played out the way we thought about, like the you know the, the Twins and the Astros. You know, kind of the Twins fought hard in each of the games. Um, the the Baltimore just fell right off. I mean, yeah, yeah, that was. What the hell? Hey, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh my god! I mean, I mean, my pick is still in for the World Series with the Rangers, I guess. So I'm still in it. Uh, you're done. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm done. Done. Like both my sides went out. So, but I gotta uh, say, I got. Oh, go ahead, go for it. Oh no, I was just gonna say, like, yeah, it uh, in all amongst all the craziness was, yeah, the Dodgers just absolutely disappeared. Yeah, that was crazy. And I gotta tell you, if I'm not a Yankees fan. I'm jumping on that Phillies bandwagon right now because right. I love that song. Like, what is it, Dance Alone or something like that? Something like wish, that, yeah. I wish we could play it and not get like uh, copyright infringement or whatever. But yeah, bro, I, I was I've been listening to all that. I was like, I was like, I wanted to go to the Xfinity Bar party with the Phillies. Man, that shit looked amazing. Like that atmosphere is what I love. If you're not a baseball fan and you watch that series in Philadelphia. That's what makes you fall in love with baseball. Mm-hmm. End of story. Like it was just nine innings of standing, of like pretty much standing, cheering, booing. Like I loved it all the way, man. Like you got to love the Phillies. And, you know, I'm hoping for them, pulling for them to win the World Series this year because that city would be electric. And then hopefully it moves over to my, uh, my birds here. So yeah, yeah. they win the Super Bowl too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how cool would it be? I was thinking, I was talking to my dad on the phone about it. I yeah. was like, how cool would it be if the Diamondbacks won the World Series? And then, like, I'm like, they have to do the trophy presentation in the pool. They have to. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they 100%. Yeah. Yeah. No, there is no, there's no other option. 
you have to go up to the pool, sit in there. I want to see like goggles on, everything in the pool, like celebration yep. in the pool. Yep. That's that would be amazing. So it's I mean, the other series, I mean, we had Baltimore totally where'd they go? Just did they just show their youth? I mean, yeah, I think so. That was that was to me what happened in the sense of like you didn't have as many guys with experience playoff experience and they weren't it was a team that was built to start getting better not necessarily do what they did in the regular season let alone beat a Texas Rangers team that we talked in the offseason specifically went and got guys and at the trade deadline Max mm-hmm. Scherzer who's now on the ALCS roster specifically mm-hmm. went and got guys that were meant to help them win in the playoffs not just in the regular season. They were good to win mm-hmm. in the regular season, but these two guys that are expected to step up in the playoffs, and they did. So, yeah, I mean, all the games were close, realistically. I mean, it was, you know, first game was, let's see, first game, or first, I mean, the second game was 3 2. I don't know when mm-hmm. the first game was. I think it was Wednesday. Um, no, it's not showing me the first game, but uh, it says Texas led the series 1 0. At this point, it was game two was 3 2, and then they lost 11 to 8 which is a high-scoring game. So Mm -hmm. um, really interesting series. I mean, like you said, I think they overachieved this year, the Orioles. I think they really put themselves into a driver's seat for the AL East that the Yankees and the Red Sox do have to worry and the Blue Jays have to worry Mm -hmm. going forward. Um, Good young team. Next year they'll probably have Holiday coming up. They'll have their other young couple guys coming up. So Mm -hmm. it should be pretty interesting going into the the CS rounds and and seeing who they're playing. But as we've mentioned before, you know, we're going to be doing elimination takes. So basically talking about our teams and the teams that are eliminated in each round, what they Mm -hmm. can do to move themselves up into the CS and the World Series and what they need to work on. We'll be doing this. Let us know in in the comments. This, this is brought to you by Fans Idea. Mike's wearing that jersey. It's uh, Cinco Squad 10 is the discount code. Go get yourself 10% off. Really awesome jerseys. Really cool uh, nice. merch there. You can put your own logo on it if you want to. Name, anything. If you have a softball team, they're really good for softball teams. Yeah, yeah. They're really good for uh, anything you really want to do. Company mm-hmm. outings, whatever you want. Cinco Squad 10. And then I'm rocking my new Shank It Golf hat. Go to shankgolf.com. They have some swaggy-ass polos and hats. Really cool. This is a Tiger Woods-themed hat. So go get, go to shankgolf.com and get yourself 15% off with Cinco Squad. That's Cinco Squad. But like I said, we're going into our eliminator pool, like talking about each team. I'm going to throw it over to Mike, and he's got the lovely, lovely Dodgers, and I want to hear what he has to say about them. Yeah, so like we said uh... – what happened? Yeah. And what keeps happening? I think for me, that's priority number one for the Dodgers is you got to take a step back and just figure out what the hell has been happening every year that's making you be such a good team and then absolutely fall off. First of all, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman have to hit better. Mm-hmm. And if you need to add, for some reason, need to add supporting bats to them to mm-hmm. help them hit better, like to give them a little more, like, cushion to not have so much pressure i guess that's what you got to do but what stood out to me not only was the bats going silent but something i think they need to figure out is their pitching staff they got some question marks going on there the health of walker bueller i think is 
one of the biggest questions. And then Julio, Julio Urias, who's been one of their better pitchers and one of the better left-handed pitchers in at least the National League, if not the Major League. He's a free agent. So is he coming back? Are you bringing Kershaw back again? It's a lot of a lot of top-end pitching staff and bullpen questions. Yeah, I mean, you let go of Kenley Jansen, and you saw that even though Brutzer Gratterall is a good pitcher, you're missing that lockdown closer, it feels like. So I think that's a big question for them, and it's just I, they're the Dodgers. I mean, you have the foundation well in place to be a good team conceivably, so mm-hmm. take a step back, figure out what's been going wrong, and fix it. I mean, and then that's, that's just what it comes down to. Look, at the end of the day, I was, you know, going back and forth about this when we talked about the Dodgers. The Dodgers need to get rid of Kershaw. Unfortunately, you know, he's fallen off so badly. And ultimately, get rid of Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts is hindered by the World Series title in 2020, but he has done nothing as a Dodgers manager other than get his teams to the top level to be – number one seed, number two seed in the playoffs, and then totally crash when it counts. And I said this on – I've been saying this every single week. There's 162 games, but there's 16 games or whatever you got to play to win a World Series that you have to win. And you have to play these games as hard as you possibly can. And when you come – and baseball is such a tough sport, and I tell this to people all the time. Baseball, you need to – if you're even if you're the last team in – if you're streaking high and you're hitting well, you're pitching well, you are the most – you're as dangerous as the best team in the playoffs. So they need – they should have taken Kershaw out after his first home run and known he doesn't have it. And this is a consistent thing that they keep saying. And a lot of people probably look at this and say, oh, no, you can't take out a Hall of Famer. Yes, you can because you know why? He gave up eight runs or six runs in the first inning. He didn't mm-hmm. even get two outs. He got one out in that outing. And and I love Kershaw. I think he's a great player, great. But six earned in the first with one home run, one walk, six hits is uncalled for as a Cy Young Hall of Fame type pitcher. And I'm sorry, but that's ridiculous. And for Dave Roberts to just continue to leave him out there and let him go, you should have had someone in the pen because – Kershaw has done this before. It's true. So ultimately, this should have been, you know, I, I get so disgusted, and I'm sorry to take over your Dodgers, <laughs> but it, it's 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 frustrating, man. It's like yeah. as a Dodgers fans, you're probably looking at it like this is I've seen this before. This is the same story over and over again. And if we had Trey Day on here, he would say it because he's a Dodgers fan. You know, he would be like, This is the same story. I mean, they need to get rid of Dave Roberts, they need to get rid of Kershaw. Got to get Bueller back. Need to sign some pitching. And, and I think the biggest thing is just getting them, you know, ready to go for the playoffs, yeah. you know. Yeah, you got to put yourself – you got to find – figure out what's not putting you in a good position to cont- to compete in the playoffs and fix it. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're running you're, – the problem also is, is the clock's ticking on Freeman and Betts and, and when you got to pay Will Smith a lot of money – and Chris Taylor is going to end up probably wanting to be a, a, you know, solid starter somewhere at a position and not the utility guy anymore eventually. So there, the clock's ticking on your current roster, so you got to figure it out. Yeah, Roberts, I don't know who you hire otherwise, but that's kind of 
something maybe we can dive into in the winter as far as like whether they let him go or not, just who the best options are out there. And Kershaw, I agree. We all get told someday that it's time to hang it up. It's time, you know, you're now you're no longer that Hall of Fame Kershaw, and he's not. Mm-mm. But I don't see them letting him go. I think it's at this at this point, it's like I guess a respect thing, I guess you could say. But yeah, but it's a respect thing that okay, it's time to go type thing. Speaking of teams that uh in the national league that shocked us, um let us know what happened. What the hell happened to the Braves? I have no idea. I mean, I, I've been going for the past three days since we've been since they got eliminated, honestly, yeah. trying to figure out what they could do. And there's not much you can do. They had a stacked lineup. Bad, I think their lowest batting average when their starters was like 250, 260. And I don't know. I mean, you just got to – you fell victim to the being the best team in baseball. Now, in the last two weeks of baseball – Watching the Braves, they have really, they really didn't. They're pulling guys and, and slumping. And I've always been a a, a component to you got to play your guy. You got to continue to play throughout the rest of the year mm-hmm. because baseball is such a if you're hot, you're hot. If you're not, you're not type right. of game. Yeah. So the Braves just never looked really good. They got beat by the Marlins in one series. Uh, got beat in another series. And, and they just didn't look good going into the playoffs. Then they have a week off, right? No no baseball contact, no nothing. And then they come play a hot Phillies team who beat you last year, who was ready to beat you, who has a really good lineup, who underperformed this year, but knows how to play during playoff baseball. Mm-hmm. So they ran into a buzzsaw with the Phillies. I mean, they got that lineup one through nine. It was like – Almost like the team like trans- transferred from one another. Yeah, like right. the Phillies got hot, and the and then the, and the Braves are just sitting there, just like, what do I do? I mean, Spencer Strider got rocked in Game Three, just or Game Four. I'm sorry, um, and it just looked bad. I mean, I don't really know what you can do in the off season to be better than what this Braves team did this year. I mean, they were the most dominant team in baseball all year long. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I mean. 104 wins, 58 losses. Uh, yeah, 104, 58 losses, 52 and 29 at home and away. You know, plus 231 differential. It's not like you can do any better. It's just when you get into the what they need to do going into the playoffs is continue to play with that urgency, like you're not going to make it when you know you're in, but you have to continue to keep hot. So that was my biggest thing is that they just need to. Con- keep that consistency that they had throughout the season at the end of the season too. So they, they can go into the playoffs ready to go. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. It, it's not, it's less an organizational problem and more of just a, when you get back there, because I think they're going to be good enough to get back there. Probably not another 104 win season or whatever, but you know, still, you know, I, I think they can at least make a wild card next year. If not win that division, they're still going to be one of the better teams in baseball. They should be at least. So it's when you get there, have a better mentality, be more focused, more foot on the gas. Like you've said, like you've said before to a bunch of teams, keep your foot on the gas, keep it up and just keep swinging. Yeah. Teams are ready to take, you know, especially like the Phillies. I mean, like we just mentioned like that, the fan base was igniting that, that team. And like the team was igniting themselves too. And and they have a great lineup, the Phillies. If you look at their lineup one through nine, we were surprised at how, average they were this year but 
you know, I mean, you got Wheeler, you got Nola pitching well, you got the pitchers pitching well. You know, I and some people say, you know, there's too much time in between the wild card and the DS. And I, you know, I guess so. And then from the end of the season to the DS, there's too much time in between. But I think there, I mean, I don't know how much more time you need. Like, like that's the advantage. You get that week off to kind of relax, chill the bones a little bit, you know, get the muscles ready, get the injury, little nicks and, you know, whatnot ready to go. So it's almost like, do you not want to be the number one seed in the playoffs? I mean, is right. that not, is that not, is that not your goal? So you can keep hot and keep going because I mean, realistically, people, I mean, how much time do you want? How much time do you want them to have? Like we just talked about people bitching and complaining that there's too much time in between. There's not enough time in between games, and now there's too much time in between games. Right. Like they have the wild card right after the season ends on Sunday, on Tuesday, and then right. pretty much it's three days. And if they win in three days, boom, they're done. And then they have a two day gap to go travel or do whatever. Right. Then the DS starts. That's normal. So I don't understand where they're what people are saying that there's too much time for the teams. That's the advantage. Yeah, well, not to mention, it's not the first time in the season that they've had a week off. They have a week off at the All-Star break. So it's not like it's an unheard of thing for them, for these top teams to have a week off and for these guys to have to jumpstart their, their game again. So, yeah, I don't see the problem. So take me into the AL with the Baltimore Orioles, as we spoke about before we went into our takes. Yes, my World Series pick from the AL. I really thought they had it in them. But as we said before, the youth showed itself. Yes. And I think I think it's just it was a team that was meant wasn't even meant to do what it did, like I said. Mm-hmm. And they overachieved and they got caught by a playoff ready team. Yeah. Now you a could say heavy. again a vet right, veteran yeah. heavy designed for the playoffs team. Guys with playoff experience. I mean I think there's at least three or four guys on the roster. I could be I could be shortchanging them too that have World Series rings. Like these guys know what they're doing. They know what it takes to get through the playoffs. And you got a bunch of young guys, but a bunch of really good young guys. So one of the things I think I got I want to say to Baltimore is don't panic. Don't make any rash decisions that yeah, are going I mean... to upset. Don't upset the apple cart. You have a lot of good young players that you can just keep building upon. That foundation is there. Keep building on them. Priority number one for me with Baltimore, decide what you're doing with Cedric Mullins. Are you letting him go or not? Supposedly, last I heard, they're it's leaning more towards they're going to let him walk. They're not going to want to pay him what he's going to want and probably is worth. Yeah. And they have a guy, a top prospect, one of their first-round picks, I think it was a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, named Heston Kerstad, who was ready to come up at the end of the year this year, and I think w- did come up for a little bit or was with at least with the team if he wasn't playing. But, you yeah. know, log, log jam in the outfield, he didn't have – there wasn't space for him to get me- a lot of meaningful games in. But he could replace Mullins in center. Yeah. So but – deci- but decide early. Yeah. Early in winter, decide so that you know, all right, we're pe- we're pegging – you know, Heston is going to be our starting center fielder, barring something unforeseen. Yeah. And then work from there. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, it's about not, pan- for me, it's about not panicking, build upon what you've got. Figure out where you've got the holes, figure out what veterans you're going to let go and what young guys you want to come up and work your roster. 
Well, I think the biggest thing with Cedric Mullins is he was over 12 in the, in the series, right? Right. And as a guy that's supposed to be a veteran leader on that team and, and looking for a payday, you know, at the end of the day, you're 29 years old. You know, you're supposed to be a leader. I mean, you're only batted 233 this year with 15 homers and 74 RBIs, right? You were a contact hitter, so you drove in a bunch of runs. But did you really like – and I always say to you, if it, it doesn't matter what you do during the regular season. If you don't show up in the playoffs, I don't know what value you have to the team. Right. And that's just the truth, right? So, uh, and unfortunately, he, he may be a good leader on the team, but this young kid in the, in the, in the farm system may be ready to go. And a lot of those young kids are ready to go, and they're just being held back by these veterans that are just taking their spot. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's sad, you know. So I think that's one thing. I think they should let him go. 0 for 12, I'm sorry, but that's not good enough for me. And 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 this is a game, this is a business at the end of the day. You didn't perform to where we expected in the playoffs, and you're supposed to be the veteran. Sorry. And, you know, that's time to go. And, you know, there's a lot of guys in the – Baltimore has a lot of draft picks that are just sitting there ready to, and hungry. So mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. Baltimore, don't get upset. Don't get angry. Take your time. It's gonna, You'll be back. I mean, you'll, you're going to be competitive for years to come. Right. Um, you know, the AL East is going to be da- damn competitive when Boston starts getting their guys, the Yankees start getting their shit together. It's going to be, uh, yeah. Hopefully. Cross, fingers. <laughs> cross our fingers. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely concerning. Uh, you know, not concerning, but it's definitely exciting, I should say, uh, yeah. moving forward for the Orioles organization. Yeah, for sure. All right, round us out. Take us to our other AL team, the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, Minnesota overachieved, man. I, I didn't expect them to get out of the wild card, and they, they beat that, that red-hot uh, Blue Jays team who was very dangerous going into that series. That lineup is very scary. That's almost like a Phillies-esque. Now, don't jump down my throat. Phillies-esque. No, the I, power they have one through nine. They have a lot of guys that can pop off at any time and go go crazy. So um, Minnesota, I think their key guys. They need to re-sign Sonny Gray. Never thought I would ever say that as a Yankees <laughs> fan. Um, but hats right. off to him for getting his career back yeah. on track yeah. for him. I'm, I'm happy for him. Jorge Polanco. They need to pick up. Jorge was a great addition mm-hmm. to the team. Mm-hmm. Need to keep re-signing these guys because those are guys that helped in the playoffs. The two starters for them are, you know, Sonny Gray and I forget the other guy's name, but um, Pablo Lopez. Yes, Pablo Lopez, who is under contract, so he's good for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got guys like Tyler Maley, Max Kepler. You know, you could they have a club option um, with ten million dollars. You know, you could sign him. Emilio Pagan, who's a is a relief pitcher. I was looking at. He mm-hmm. needs to be re-signed. He's an unrestricted free agent. I think one, that's one guy that needs to get picked up, um, you know, just because he was such a strong asset out of the bullpen. Um, just getting him some more reps in the playoffs. I think this Minnesota team is going to be a threat in the Central for years to come with their youth and their pitching. I don't think there's a team. The White Sox were supposed to be that team, and they're totally falling apart, giving away all their pieces. Cleveland's always right there um, as a team that – you know, is going to compete. And then we have Kansas City, who doesn't look like they're ever going to compete in the next 10 years. You know, unfortunately, you know, they win a World Series and then totally fall off the planet. I don't understand yeah. that. Um, but I see Minnesota and Cleveland being the being the two guys 
or two yeah. teams that are going to win it. I think they just need to re-sign their guys. This is a good experience for them to win a series because they've been to the playoffs over the last few years but have lost to the first round. They lost to the Yankees one time. Then they lost to the Guardians last year. Um, so it's tough for a team to kind of go into playoff and always lose. So this is a good experience for them to win a series, get the atmosphere in Minnesota. You know, those fans were great. The atmosphere there was amazing. They were hyped. I, you know, it looked like the Phillies atmosphere, and that's why you love that type of feeling. Mm-hmm. So I think the guys have the itch of, oh, that's what it feels like to win, and that's right. what it feels like to go. So they were led by Carlos Correa, which is great. He was very good. He, he played great throughout the series. Unfortunately, you know, they just – they ran into a better team in Houston, and Houston returned a lot of guys, you know, got Verlander obviously back, and, you know, I think they're just – a, a year away, in my opinion. I think they re-signed some key guys. I said get some stars in there. Get get a couple, two free agents that you're not expecting to sign there. Sign there. You know, I was thinking Cody Bellinger was one of them. If if they don't re-sign him in the Cubs, would be a good signing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, especially – and then Max, uh, Max uh, Marcus Stroman as well, bringing over for the Cubs. Those are two guys I was thinking for this team. That would be perfect. Um, so yeah, I think the twins are just a little bit off. They need a couple more guys that have that firepower. So I'm thinking those two. Yes, I I totally agree with you. I think they're building to a good team. I like what Carlos Correa said about the team. He said this team reminds me a lot of the 2015 Astros. That this close and 2015 Astros, for better or worse, won a World Series two years later. Two years later, yeah. So if and if anybody would know, it would be Carlos Correa, what that team was like and what the atmosphere in the locker room and, you know, the the group of guys and stuff like that. So if that's what Minnesota has to look forward to, I, Twins fans should be super excited. One question mark stands out for me, though. Hmm. Byron Buxton. What do you do? He just had a second knee surgery two days ago. Yeah. I mean, he's under contract. So, I mean, he's not going to. Yeah, he's not, he's he's not, not a big deal. So, I mean, he's on a, you know, he's still on an under contract. I mean, is he out for this season next year or no? He says he's aiming to play center field next year. It's just, it's less a question of will he play? How much can he play? The fact that his career has been absolutely, you know, it's been so spotty with all the injuries he's had. It's more of a question of, okay, this is the second time he's had this surgery on his knee. Can his knee really hold up? And is he the type of player that can be a dh because his whole thing was his whole thing coming up he's gotten to be a better hitter his whole thing coming up was that he was a fast fielder yeah so i mean he's got a full no trade clause so he's he's locked in he's they're locked in you know so they can't move him without his consent and i'm i'm assuming if they do try to move him it's to another contender and i don't think if he goes to another contender i don't think that's any benefit for the twins I think you stick with him. You know, I think, mm-hmm. you know, if he's as good as as the contract issued to him is, you know, you give him a chance. You know, you can't you can't fault him for having a knee surgery. That's un, under not under his control. Obviously, you know, maybe better training. I don't know the guy. I don't right. really know his his status. If he's a bigger guy, you know, in shape guy. If, he, if you say he's a fast guy, I'm sure he's pretty in shape. So, you know, I think you know. Unfortunately, he had a fortunate knee injury. That put him out. So, you know, if he's having surgery now, they got six, six, seven months to the season. So he should be pretty good by opening day, in my opinion. 
So I, I say you maybe DH him if the bat's there. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, he's locked in. They're not going to trade him. And, you know, he has to release that trade to whoever he wants to go. So he's in the driver's seat at this point. They don't yeah. have really a, a – they don't have a say where they – they can ask him, hey, can we trade you? And if he says no, then they're locked into it. Yeah, that's, that's just – that's an, like an albatross that's kind of hanging on them for continuing to contend is – what is Byron Buxton going to be? And if he's not, if he's going to be what he's unfortunately been injury riddled, it's like, oh man, we could really use that money. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, they're they, locked. It's locked. They're locked into it. So yeah, they're locked into it. They got a lot of free agents they can let go. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, they're losing some big contracts and Joey Gallo, that was 11 million last year that they took on. Um, you know, Tyler Malley, I think they need to resign. He's a starting pitcher, did pretty well. He had a four ERA around there, but that he shouldn't cost this, too much in this baseball era. I was like, I was saying, a four ERA is actually not that bad. <laughs> no, right. Um, you know, Kenta Maeda, you know, starting pitcher, he's only three and a half million dollars. They're losing out of next year, could be a good re sign for a veteran leader. Um, Dallas Keuchel, you know, <laughs> you know. He's never been the same since leaving Houston. So um, I, there's a lot of guys they can resign, but there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of money coming off the books that they can go out and get some good guys. So we'll see what happens next year. I mean, we're dwindling down right now, Mike. Next yeah, week no. is next, next series is only going to be two teams. And after that, it's going to be one. So show's going to go quicker and quicker and quicker. But <laughs> those are our four takes. Let us know if that's your, that's your team and let us know what you think of those takes and what you think your, those teams need to do to get better for next year, to get themselves to the SIA championship series and eventually the world series. So Mike, any final thoughts before going into uh week number two of the playoffs? Well, game one of or three game one of the ALCS was a good one. I'm expecting that at time of recording tonight, the game one of the NLCS will be just as exciting. And I'm excited to see what these teams do and Man, are we actually going to see, like, uh, hopefully Rangers. Rangers against somebody, but could it be a Rangers-Diamondbacks World that Series? Would, that, that would be very interesting because that would be something that no one really thought of. I mean, the Rangers, but the Diamondbacks, no. Diamondbacks, not at all. You know, so we'll see. We'll I mean, Philly. we'll see what we'll happens. I, yeah, go Phils. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the Phils. You know, I think, you know, as a Birds fan, I'm going to root for our Crosstown baseball team and, you know, hopefully they do well, and I, I think they got it. They got the momentum. They're home against the Diamondbacks. I think the Diamondbacks are going to run into the same thing that these other teams are. So um, game two of the ALCS is tonight as of the recording. So we'll, as we release this, it'll probably, it will either be 1-1 or 2-0. So we'll see what happens. But we'll be back here next week talking about our hopefully next picks of, you know, the, the, the World Series and giving our World Series preview. Um, make sure you tune into our socials. We'll be dropping a lot of content over the next few days. This is the rotation with Mike and John. We'll see you here next week.